The Jeep Celebration event is here, which means great deals on the SUVs built to stand the test of time are waiting. Hurry in before time runs out. FCA vehicle owners financing at $4,750 total cash allowance on select 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 models and dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo models as of 3-3-2020 in dealer stock. Current vehicle must be registered for 30 days. Financing for well-qualified buyers for Chrysler Capital. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 3-31-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark. There we go, you're now tuned into the Investor Show. As always, this is your gracious host, the Prince of Investing, Prince Dykes, coming to you guys and girls live all the way from the beautiful state of Denver, Colorado. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, comment, and share button. And as always, I don't have a lot of time. And I definitely know you guys and girls don't have a lot of time, so we're going to jump straight into it. So as you know, for the people that are catching this live, this is a live experience to where people can come in and drop out questions, say what they want to say, or do whatever they want to do. Running a little bit behind today, but hey, I made it. I'm here, or whatnot, whatever the case may be. So, let me give us a couple seconds. We're going to talk about what the market did today and what's going on, all the other great stuff. So, as you're coming in, if you're catching this live, as always, let me know where you're from. And I will, uh, of course, place it up so people can see where you're from. Uh, all of the good stuff. So we'll be taking a lot of questions that pop up on the screen so that people can hear ways back as well. So let's go in. Print. What prints on this? It's going to get worse before it gets better. That is true. That is very true. We got Abraham is in the house again. We got Houston, Texas. I am Warren. What's going on, my man? Uh, it's coming in from California. Um, Virginia Beat. Welcome. Virginia Beach, woke one. All right. Proud Dad, we already know you're coming in from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Wichita, Kansas. Robert Evans. Okay, that's my first time I think I've heard of. Now, I've heard of Rich, Wichita, Kansas before. I think it's the first time I've seen somebody say they're tuning in. Sunnyville, California. All right, Chris, I see you out there in Sunnyville. From the Bronx, live in Delaware. Okay, New York. Okay, you live in Delaware from the Bronx. Okay. Yovana, she's back. Minneapolis, who's stuck at home because of the coronavirus? <laughs> uh, I sound down? Do, what do you mean I sound down? You can't hear me or do my voice sound down? I don't have the energy? What are you trying to say to Abraham? We got Lola coming in from Columbus, Ohio. Is that Yarn? Hey, how's it going? Hello, Yarn. How you doing? Yarn is coming from Northern Virginia. All right. I think that's... Um... All right, so let's get into it, guys and girls. What you already can see, the market has dropped 2,000 points down. Uh, the market is, uh, you know, uh, we've been in a bear market now for a few weeks. And Jaron, uh, okay. What's going on, Jaron? I think I pronounced that wrong. He's correcting me. Okay, Robert, he has the first question. He said, do you believe that if we hold tight in the investments, it will recover the same as 2008? Of course I believe that. The reason why I believe that is uh, this is a cycle. Robert, don't make the same mistakes that I made if you are financially literate. And what I mean by that is uh, knowing and understanding how investments work. No matter any time you make an investment, there will be down seasons. Just like if you sell ice cream, and you sell ice cream in Denver, 
during the winter seasons, there will be a down season, right? So it's just like in the investing world, just like real estate. Real estate has a time when it's doing very well, and we have times when it's doing bad. The market moves in four cycles. The trough, which is at the bottom, then you're going to go into an expansion, then you're going to hit a peak, you're going to hit a recession, back into a trough, expansion, peak, recession. You get what I'm saying? So right now, we were at a peak. We're at all-time highs of 29,000 points on the Dow Jones. We are now in a recession or contraction, some people like to call it. So this is part of the cycle. You know that now we're on a downturn. We're eventually going to hit the bottom, which we're close to. Uh, we just hit 19,000 the last time I looked at it. And uh, what we're going to do with that is as we hit 19,000, we're going to trot out. We're going to hit the bottom. Then we're going to go into an expansion. So if you hold out, the worst thing you can do right now is sell anything. Jar on. Okay, jar on. Okay, got it. All right. So now the market has, uh, we've been in a contraction. The market has plummeted 2,000 points. Uh, we was at 19,000 the last time I looked before I came, we're coming on live. Uh, something that I said, this is at the top of the bottom of the market. Um, I think we can still see some more drop in between the 18,000 and 15,000 mark, I believe. If we go below 15,000, that's when I will kind of bite my nails. But um, I, I can see 15,000. But uh, 15,000 to 18,000, that's where the bottom range that I, I'm um, seeing, right? And the reason why I'm coming up with that is not that I'm just pulling a number out of my behind. I'm saying this because this is uh, traditionally how a bear, a bear market has ran over historical data, right? So now that we know that, a lot of people are saying, just like the question that we had from Robert there, I think from Wichita, Kansas, he said, hey, Prince, you know, do I need to hold on? That means that he's feeling the pressure of selling. He's logging into his portfolio. He's opening up that laptop. He's picking up his phone. And he's seeing that thing just crash, crash, crash. And once you start to see things crash, you start to second guess everything. You start to say, hmm, was that a good stock that I brought? Do I know what I'm doing? You question everything when things are going bad. But last year when everything was going well, everybody was a genius. When we was in a bull market, a bull market means a market that's going up. Everybody was a genius. Now everybody wants to question their thought process. Everybody want to look sideways. This is the natural emotions of an investor. When things are going well and they're making money, they're a genius. When things start to contract and they start to lose money, they start to question everything they start to do. So I'm telling you right now, let me be that angel voice on the side of you. know how they, on the movies they had a little guy that pops up on the side of your head to tell you to stay put. And if you went out there and brought some bull crap, then, yeah, I mean, you may have to reconsider. So don't feel the pressure of not selling. Now we know that we're in this bear market. We're probably going to be in this bear market anywhere between 6 to 14 months before we hit the bottom. Somewhere between this summer to next summer that we're going to see a slow decline. Some people got caught up yesterday when they saw the market run up a 1,000 points. And they're like, oh, yes. I had buddies call me and say, Prince, should I buy a call? Should I, buy? I said, whoa, we're still in a bear market. Of course, the market is not going to go down every single day. It's not going to just drop, 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 drop every single day. It's going to drop, and it's going to whoop, it's going to jump up a little bit, and it's going to drop even further. Just like we saw yesterday. It went up 1,000 points yesterday to come back down 1,900 points a day. That's how we fall down, right? We Just same way when we were going up. We didn't go up every single day for the past 10 years. We had dips. We had dips. We had dips, and we went back up. We had like a roller coaster, right? And if you're riding a roller coaster, where do you don't unbuckle and jump off the roller coaster? Do you get off at the top or do you get off at the bottom? You don't 
just because things are not going and sell everything, no, right? Now, with that being said, that we're going to be in this bear market a while, people haven't made money in a while, and you probably won't be able to make money. And people are like, okay, well, Prince, I'm holding. What should I do? I was dollar cost averaging. I was buying. But it's hard to buy when you see things going down. It's hard for people to keep dollar cost averaging and buying that index when they see the market is just collapsing and dropping and collapsing and dropping. It's hard to do it. But this is where the seasoned investors shine, right? If you want to go with the crowd, the crowd will sell. The crowd would... Uh, uh, the crowd will the crowd will sell right sorry I had to put a little for the people that's catching the playback and for the people that's gonna comment and say oh I miss your live what am I gonna do one well, you can catch the playback and all the playbacks are available on YouTube they're available on iTunes and iHeartRadio Google Play all that great stuff so before I jump into the next thing of the five ways you can profit while we're down, since we're going to be down and we're going to be down for a little while, what are some ways I can profit while I'm here? Y'all like my graphic for the day I got the crash? I like it. Okay, I think it's cool. Okay, give me some thumbs up and I'm going to go through you guys and girls' questions. All right. All right. We got Miss Ashley Neal. How you doing, Ashley? I just opened me up a Roth IRA a week ago, looking to invest in stocks that will go on sale. I'm 21 years old, and I'm just ambitious for a change and success. Look at Miss Ashley. Proud of you there, Miss Ashley. I don't know where she's from, but that's what she just commented live. So she just opened up an IRA a week ago. Very smart. But people don't know what an IRA is. That's an individual retirement account. She's looking to invest in stocks um, that will go on sale. Right, right now, it's a lot of things on sale. There'll be more companies that will come on sale. So, Ashley, being a young lady that you are, looking into your future, um, thank you for uh, looking to invest into your future. I wish I'd had somebody tell me this when I was 21. Kind of, sort of, but I really didn't. So, the first thing about your shoes, you need to be buying the index uh, every month. Or whatever your pay is, you're going to buy the X, you're going to buy the, uh, maybe an index, an index fund, right? IVVV. Sierra, Whiskey, Papa, Papa, X-Ray. That's a symbol, what I'm calling out for people that think I'm talking crazy. Or the SPY. Um, the reason why SWPPX is cheaper, they all track the S&P 500. That's the top 500 companies in America. That's what about 60 to 70% of your investment should go straight up, right? And the reason I'm telling you that, because being a new investor, trying to come out here and pick stocks left and right, you're probably going to be unsuccessful. So I'm going to put you on the winning team saying, hey, look, if you just buy the index first, 67% of your portfolio, buy it first, and then, um, you know, then you can look into exploring buying other things. So first, you're going to start off with the index. Next, things that are on sale, you're a young lady, you have a future, you're looking to grow. If you're looking to grow, you're going to be looking at things like technology companies, right? The technology sector, which the index that follows the technology is the NASDAQ, QQQQ, but look at and inside of that technology sector, look at big companies that have a lot of cash on hand that was doing very well before the market crash and to jump in now. I.e., I'm going to give you some. I gave this on the last episode uh, Four companies I like. Microsoft pays a dividend, and it's a growth company with a lot of cash on hand. Number two, Apple pays a dividend, had a lot of cash on, has a lot of cash on hand, and um, 
was doing very well in the bull market. Prince, why does the bull market matter? It's just like, let's take me for example. When I was a kid and still to this day, when you're doing, let's say if you have 10 lessons in the class, you know, usually the lessons start off small, then they get harder. If you are struggling doing the lessons one, two, and three, if you're struggling doing NDOC and you're struggling doing lesson one, they're probably going to tell you, hey, you're probably not going to make it through lessons eight, nine, and 10, right? So it's the same thing in the bull market. When the market was going up, money was easy to get. Everybody was doing well before the coronavirus came along. If your company was struggling before then, i.e. Tesla, Uber was just starting out, Lyft was just starting out, if you was on the struggle bus, Ford, in the last decade, if you was on the struggle bus then, what do you think is going to happen now that we're in a bear market? If you can't comprehend pre-algebra, how are you going to take algebra one? That sort of That's my simple, simplistic way of thinking. The second thing is, who has a lot of cash on hand? Why does that matter? Because guess what? Apple just shut down all of its retail stores. That means no money is coming in, but money is probably still going out. They probably have to still pay lights and water and gas, and they might have to pay some employees still. They might have to pay uh, insurance, uh, you know, buildings, rent, lease, whatever they're doing. They still have to be paying for those things, even though money is coming in. It doesn't take a rocket science. If no money is coming in and money is going out, if you don't have a lot of cash on hand, you're probably going to have a hard time, right? So that's why a lot of cash in a down economy is a big thing. The second reason why I look at a lot of cash is that now that gives you the ability to acquire other companies, meaning you can go out and buy other companies while everybody is struggling. So while Uber is now having a hard time, Tesla is having a hard time, Lyft is having a hard time, Space is having a hard time, all those companies that are having a hard time, you can go out and potentially acquire them or buy them. So that's why I look at a lot of cash on hand um, doing a bear market. So good, strong brand companies they have a lot of cash on hand. I was looking into the technology sector, and plus they were the ones that got hit the most. Apple was at $320 before the corona came along. Now I think it was last time I looked at it, it was like $230, right, $230. So boom. And I remember when Apple was trading for $700 before the stock split. Microsoft was at about $200. Last time I looked, I think it was at $130 or something like that. So who was doing well at that time, has a lot of cash, um, and who's struggling right now or who's on a discount right now? It's just like you're going into a store. You know this polo shirt costs $145, nice shirt. You walk back in two weeks later, you see that same shirt for $90, still the same shirt. This is the time to buy it. That's what I would look at. All right, let me know if that helped you out, Ms. Ashley. But congratulations. Proud Dad, I missed the boat on SPXS this morning, XPXL tomorrow. What are your thoughts? He missed the, he missed the boat on the XPXS, something that I told people about. Uh, and XPXL, let me see. I didn't bring myself, my cell phone down here. That's my little tablet almost. Um, I didn't look at it to see how the market looks. But depending on how, how far we drop down today, if we hit that 200 mark or something like that, then I would be interested in XPXL, right? I got to see how far we drop down tomorrow uh, today to see to make a prediction for tomorrow. So what he's talking about, Sierra, proud dad from Atlanta says, Sierra Papa X-Ray Sierra. That's a stock symbol. It goes up. It's an inverse ETF. Now I got the hiccups. Give me a second. Okay, there we go. I think I should, you know. Um, I missed the XPXS. That means that he had to, uh, as the market goes down, this thing goes up. 
right? So in the market crashed 200 points, he's saying, Prince, I missed it. Maybe you can catch tomorrow. Don't buy it now because if we go down 2,000 points a day, I don't see it going down another 2,000 points. I think we're going to see maybe a 500 to an 800 little bump before we go down for another 2,000. <laughs> That's how the market goes down. All right? So, but and he's saying XPXL, that's Sierra Papa X-Ray Lima. This is a bullish ETF. Sometimes I get bull and bear almost mixed up. But this is a bullish ETF. This means when the market goes up, it gives you two to three times. So he's taking advantage of the volatility of ways to make money in a down economy. Something we're going to get into later on. Abraham said we're about to hit 18,000. Woo! Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Now, who remember when I said all of this when we was at about 24, 25,000 points? Everybody was biting their nails. Oh, my God. What are we doing? Why is the market going down? I said, man, you haven't seen nothing. We're going down to at least 18 to 19,000. That's the top of the bottom, right? So now that we're here, now this is hitting the buy range. This is the time you can start to look into like, hmm, maybe you might pull a trick on something. But we're going to get in. We're going to get into that. Lola said, no, don't sell. Don't sell anything. You just got to sit there and just look and just shake your head and cry a little bit. Wipe your tears. Don't sell. Don't watch too much of the mainstream media that's making everything seem like the world is about to come to an end. I did. I made that mistake back in. Uh, hit the thumbs up button, ladies and gentlemen, as you're coming in. If you like the content, hit the share button. Um, I made that mistake back in 2008 when I had mutual funds and growth funds. And every day I would log in, I was buying, and I saw the money coming, just going down. I just said, man, why am I keep putting, it's just like, why would I pour water into a bucket that has a hole in it? That's what it felt like I was doing. So every day, I, you know, every day I just saw worse and worse news, and it was going down and down and down. And I said, you know what, maybe I need to make a shift or a change. I did not know that this was a cycle. Ladies and gentlemen, guess what? This is this what you're seeing today. It's going to happen again. <laughs> So this is the Evelyn flow. But people will say, well, Prince, why invest into the stock market if it's going to crash every two, three, four, eight years or whatnot? That's every asset class. Every asset class has a downturn. I mean, even in life, we have a downturn. You have a time where you're making good money, everything is going well, and you have times when it's going to be bad, just like a relationship. You get in a marriage, you're going to have good times, you're going to have bad times. All right? All right, where are we at now? Kind of lost my spot. There we go. Down 1,500. James Bond said the Dow is down 1,500. Okay. Abraham, when should we start buying 17,000, 18,000? My finger is getting itchy. <laughs> um, I would say, wait, just wait. 17, 18,000, that's a good range, right? I would say I wouldn't mind starting a bet around that 17, buy around that 17, 18,000 mark. Very smart. You wait until we hit. He's trying to catch that bottom. That's what he's asking out there. Hey, seventeen thousand on the Dow Jones. Eighteen thousand. His fingers getting itchy. He wants to buy. He's so interested in buying. But patient. Just be patient. Patience. Right. All righty. Okay, we got a lot of good stuff coming in here. Okay. Uh, Michael says. Well, Mike says this is very good time for the ones who are starting to invest. Yep. Sequential risk. Very horrible if you're getting ready to retire. Very good if you're starting to invest. Uh, Esteban says, hey, what's good, Prince? How do you feel about a company like Nokia? Thanks for the good videos. No. Come on. Nokia was struggling during the bear market. I mean, the bull market. When everything was doing well, 
Nokia was struggling. I know you're looking at it at two, three, four dollars. I'm not. I think that's what Nokia was cost. Or was that Motorola? One of them. No. Easy no. I would rather go with a, a Verizon or AT and T or Apple. Why would I go get on the struggle bus? And then one if you're going to make it. And if the last time I looked at Nokia, I don't think it was even profitable. So no Nokia for me. Um, Haver, Haver, what do you think about energy and oil? Oil, no. Energy, yes. I just don't know that industry well enough. The reason why I like energy because it's something that we use, and it's gotten hammered the worst during the coronavirus. So that means that it will have the biggest rebound when we do rebound. So I don't know the energy sector that well, but uh, I do like the energy sector. The oil sector is just to me, oil. Uh, ever since we started fracking. Oil became, you know, it used to be a very limited resource. Now that we have so much of it, so much of it, they get into an argument of who's who's going to pump the most oil, and they kind of the oil and oil and Corona kind of what brought us into this market anyway. So, and everything that's being created, everybody's trying to use less and less oil. We're going into electric cars, we're going into gas-free cars, gas. You know, uh, how many people are creating things on oil? Yes, oil is a natural resource that we will use. But it's not something that I would stay into. So, I mean, that's me. Play Dave and Busters. I don't know what you mean by that one. All right, Ashley, she's from Oakland. Okay, Oakland. We got the Bay Area in the house. Okay, Ms. Ashley. Uh, Michael Albert, is this the best time to invest or would the market drop even more? Yes, I think we have some more dropping to do. Um, not about drastic measures. measures. I think we're getting close, very close to the bottom. We hit the top of the bottom, what I believe, and I've been saying for a long time, 19,000. Um, I can see us going around that 17 to 18,000 range, where 15,000 is the absolute bottom. So we're getting very, very close, Michael. Very close. We got a little bit more dropping to do. Kevin King coming in from the Patriots. How do you feel about Tom Brady? Tom Brady left the Patriots and went to the Buccaneers. It's going to be kind of funny to see him. But thanks for tuning in on there, over there on uh, Facebook. Uh, Michael, Michael says, what's your opinion on revolt, revolt stock? I'm not familiar with that company. Let me look it up real quick. Or it could be a company or as a sector or as a type of stock. I'm not sure. Let me look it up. Revolt. Now give me one second and look this up. Okay. It is a company. R-V-L-I-V. Okay. What is this company? Okay, okay, founded in 2003. Looking at it, it don't even affect, I think this is, a, it don't even pass my first smell test, which is unprofitable. I think they just, they just did an IPO. So they just did an IPO for $18 a share, and now they have dropped down to $7, and they're unprofitable, and they pay no dividends. That's a no-go for me, especially in the bear market. That's a no-go for me. Max B, what's going on? Coming out there in Louisiana. It's my guy right there, Max B. I saw your DM. I didn't get a chance to reply to it. Getting ready for the show. He said, with Uber big backers, do you think it could make it to the other side since it wasn't making money in the bull? Um, yes, I think they're going to get beat up. I think, you know, I think last time I looked at them, it was like at $19, $18. I think they're going to get beat up and probably go down to 10 before it's all said and done. They'll struggle to make it through um, through, through the other side. 
since they have big backers, I think they'll make it. You know, since they have, if a company don't have large capital, Uber was planning on being profitable by December this year, but I'm pretty sure when their earnings report come out, they're going to have a different um, guidance, I'm sure. But it'll be interesting to see. But I think with their big backers, and that was one thing, Max B., um, when I invested in Uber, I told you that that was one of the things I looked at. I looked at one of the backers, even though they wasn't profitable. That's why I looked at the backers, because I said, a lot of your success is due to who's backing you. It's like, take me, for example. Um, I could do a lot of things, but it's all about my backing. Right? It's all about who's backing somebody to get to the other side, because we all will hit the struggle bus, and we'll always be on the struggle bus for a little while. And what I mean by the struggle bus, struggling, you know, struggling for a company, you know. And it's a bus. And you're riding it every now and then. So Uber, uh, it was coming up. It had great momentum. Then Corona came around. And actually, Uber might surprise people. Since nobody's going to restaurants, Uber is still delivering. So Uber Eats might surprise people. It might, you know, it, it might shock some people. But uh, I think I eventually, I purchased it for $25. So, and, you know, it was up to $40. It was doing good. And I knew it. I knew it. I said, if the market takes a downturn, the same with Tesla. If the market takes a downturn, these are going to get hammered the worst. So, but I was in there for the ride, and uh, we'll see how they come out. But I think they're making it on the other side because of the big backing. And that's why I was telling everybody, that's why I made videos about who is backing who. That means so much. So when you're struggling, when you're having a hard time, who's backing you uh, carries a lot of weight. Uh, Max B said, how do you feel about UBB tobacco manufacturers? Um, tobacco manufacturers, um, I feel good about them because those are one of the companies I'm going to get to talking about now. So I know people who's been hearing the playback, they're like, man, I tuned in and hear the five ways to profit during the bull market. Get to it, Prince. But I, I'm not sure with that. I'm not sure about that company, but I'm kind of certain about Philip Morris. Tobacco companies usually do well. During a recession, they still make money. Because guess what? People are still going to take their smoke break. People are still going to smoke. Um, I know people are using the vapes nowadays. People are going to use those regardless of whatever's going on in the company, in the economy, I meant to say. So that's one of the things. All right. Elijah, you were right. It's still dropping. Of course I'm right, Elijah. <laughs> Got a little lucky, you know, just using a little my little thought process. And I'm glad that I'll. You know, it's a good thing to be right sometimes. But do I know the market like the back of my hand? I wish I did. I'd be a trillionaire. But I'm learning. I'm becoming more seasoned. I'm watching. I'm learning. I'm seeing. So let me get into the five ways to profit. All right, who's ready for that? All right, guys and girls, we are in a down economy. People are looking at ways they can profit. I'm going to get back to your questions, but I want to also get stay on topic. So number one, find good stocks that pay dividends, i.e., that's why I keep going back to, for example, Apple is a great company, was a great company, a large amount of cash on hand that is experiencing a hard time. The stock has dropped down to 220 bucks, and it pays a nice dividend, along with Microsoft. So these are companies that are on sale. They're good stocks. They're good companies um, that are experiencing hard times that also pay a dividend. So when you're looking at a good company, you're looking at a company that's one profitable, a company, uh, a company that's profitable. How much money they have on hand, um, were they doing good in the bull market? Is one of the things I like to pay attention to. 
Um, how much money does the company retain? Looking at the financials. I don't want to go all the way to the financials, but looking at the financials, buying good branded companies. I haven't looked into McDonald's since we had all of this, but uh, McDonald's may do well because people may eat out more. They may eat through a drive through more, right? They may People wasn't really sitting down at McDonald's having a good time anyway, so McDonald's may see may still be doing good during a down economy. So what companies that were great companies that have dropped 20, 30, 40, 50% still have cash on hand, still have a good business operation that pays a dividend. Why is a dividend so important? Because a dividend, because um, while you're being paid dividends, you can put them in a drip program. So let's take me for example. I have Apple. I have it in a drip program. I have Microsoft. I have it in a drip program. The dividend reinvestment plan. So that means that that two, three, four, five, ten dollars, whatever it is going to pay me, they're buying me little fractional shares, right? And also using the Cash App, I know you can buy fractional shares as well. So buying good companies that pay dividends, companies that were doing extremely well that are on sale. And another way to tell if a company is paying a good dividend is to look at their bond rating. Their bond rating is pretty much their credit score. How well are they managing debt? Triple is just like your friend. He has an 800 credit score. You're more likely to borrow money to him, right, versus your friend who has a 300 credit score. So you can look at a company's credit score by looking at their grade. Uh, their grade. Um, triple A is the highest um, and all the way going down to single A, right? I mean, it goes down to C's and stuff like that, but triple A is the highest. So looking at a bond credit score. Next thing is looking at the sector, number two. Defensive stocks. What are some stocks out there that's regardless of what's going on in the economy that we're going to need anyway, right? For prime example, uh, look at Procter and Gamble. Procter and Gamble is a company that makes, I think they make like they make like toupees. They make pretty much everything that goes on in our bathroom. They make Mister Clean. They make cleaning supplies. They make wipes, all type pampers, all type of stuff like that. They make diapers, baby diapers, because regardless of what's going on in the economy. Baby diapers will be purchased. So looking at defensive stocks, you have things like Victor, Delta, Charlie, which is an ETF by Vanguard that tracks defensive stocks. There's plenty of ETFs out there that does it, but people may look at, like you said, Clorox is having a strong season during uh, the whole wipe season, right? Everybody wants to use Clorox to wipe everything down, so they're having a strong season. So what are things um, people will brush their teeth, Colgate? People will smoke cigarettes. Going back to what Max B asked earlier, he said, what do you think about tobacco products? People will smoke cigarettes. People will um, shave. Certain things people will do regardless of what's going on in the economy. Another thing is, uh, which goes back to consumer staples and utilities. So that may be a place to start looking at. But through my research and looking at the past companies that are looking at the past recession, those stocks didn't go up. They didn't go up in a recession. They just didn't lose as much as everybody else. So it wasn't like, oh, boom, Sparky is going down. Boom, here goes uh, Procter & Gamma taking off. I didn't really see that. I saw them take a dip as well, but the dip wasn't as bad as uh, the, the market, the general market itself, the S&P 500. So that's, one, that's, the, that's number two. Now the rest of the things I'm going to take is for my intermediate to advanced level traders out there. Shorting bad companies. Shorting a bad company. Let me see how can I explain this to everybody out there. What is a short? A short is you borrow something from some, let's say you got a pair of skates. I use this example, use this for example from somebody else. Let's say you borrow somebody's skates for 
you pretty much what you're doing, you're borrowing stocks for a current price for $10, right? You're borrowing them and then you're selling them to somebody else for $10. So you borrow them from somebody, you sell them to somebody else for $10. So that means you take on $10. When the stock price drops to, let's say, $5, you buy the stock back and then you return it to the person you borrowed it from. So how it goes is you borrow uh, a pair of skates from somebody, right? And said these, these skates cost $100. You borrow from somebody like, hey, friend, let me borrow your skates. So you borrow the skates. Then you go sell them to Bob for $100. You now, let's use this. Let's take this water bottle. I borrowed this water bottle from somebody for $100. I take it, sell it to somebody else for $100. That means I now have $100, but I still owe this person that I borrowed this water bottle from, right? So now I have $100. Let's say the price of this water bottle drops to $5. Out of the $100 I have, I go buy the water bottle for $5, return it back to the person, I now have $95. That concept is called shorting. Very dangerous. Why is it dangerous? Why is it only for the advanced level traders? Because let's say if I borrow this, sell it to somebody for $100, thinking the price is going to go down, and let's say if this price shoots up to $200, that person doesn't care. He wants his thing back. He wants his bottle. So now I have to go to the market and buy for $200 just to return it back to him, right? So you get burned real bad if you're wrong, but it can be profitable for companies that are, you know, companies that are doing extremely bad, like a Uber. Uber will slide. Tesla will slide. Look at all those Las Vegas casinos that are shutting down. They're going to slide. Apple will slide, right? So people are anticipating on that. So what they're doing is they're borrowing these uh, stocks from, they're borrowing these casino stocks, selling them to the market for $10, wait till they go down to $3, buying them back for $3, keeping the difference of 7 giving them back to the people they borrowed them for, right? So that's the concept of shorting bad stocks. You got to be careful. Because you can end up having those shares called away. You can end up owing people. I think that was number three. Number four, buying a call option. Somebody asked me, Prince, what is a call option? How do I use a call? All of the great stuff. A call option is buying the permission to be able to buy a stock for a certain price in the future. For prime example, let's say, let's take uh, who's down right now. Let's say um, Berkshire Hathaway is down right now. So let's let's use another one. Let's say Microsoft is down to $140. I don't I can't remember off the top of my head what's Berkshire price. So $140. You take $140, and what's going to happen is you're buying the right to be able to buy Microsoft for $150 in the future. And it has an expiration date. You're like, give me the right to be able to buy Microsoft for $150 by December of this year. So let's say and you have to pay for that. You have to pay a premium, what's called a premium. You may have to pay, let's say the premium costs $500. So with that $500, you have the right to be able to buy 150 shares of Microsoft for for $150. So let's say if the shares of Microsoft that are down right now, the stock market returns, Microsoft shares go to 200. Now, while the market is paying 200, you have the right to be able to buy somebody's stocks for $150, right? And then turn around and make fifty dollars a piece on the market side if you wanted to sell them. So that's called a call option. Now, how a call option could go wrong? Call options have a date. Let's say by December, Microsoft doesn't go to two hundred. Let's say if it stays at one forty or as it goes to two hundred, all the money you put in, you lost on that call option. 
because you're not going to exercise at a lower price, right? So that's another option. That's four. You can buy call options. And also, while you see the market going down, you can buy put options to take advantage of the puts. You can buy inverse ETFs to take advantage of the market, a following market, falling market. Now, another advanced level, writing a covered call. Now, how does the concept of writing a covered call go? Uh, writing a covered call goes like this, right? This is you are saying, hey, I like the company of Apple. Apple is trading for $200. So pretty much you are selling insurance. You're telling the company, hey, give me the right to be able to buy Apple from you for $200, right? Well, no, no, I'm getting it wrong. I'm getting Excuse me, excuse me. I was talking about uh, selling the put. But a covered call. A cover call is somebody who owns Apple for $240, right? And they're telling someone, I'm going to give somebody the right to be able to buy my shares for $250. Knowing that the price is $240, you are saying, hey, if it's Apple stock, I'm giving you the right to be able to buy them for $250, right? So now somebody, somebody will pay you an insurance, which is called a premium. Somebody will pay you, so that's money you're taking on to be able to buy your Apple stock for $250. So let's say if the market continues to drop, you get to keep that money. People use it as a cash flow. A lot of people just sell cover calls. They just they have 100 shares of Disney for $100, and they just sell cover calls. It's like, hey, but you got to have 100 shares. If you don't have 100 shares, you can't do it. So people will sell cover calls to bring in money. So let's say if Disney keeps dropping, they'll sell cover calls. They're like, hey, I give you the right to be able to buy my stock for $130. The downside is, if let's say if the stock goes up to $150, you have to sell your stock for the price that you promised, and you pretty much you just lose your stock pretty much. You pretty much is going to lose your stock if the price shoots up. But the price continues to fall, that's free money, a cash flow that you could be making to your portfolio. Now here's another one. This concept is called writing a put to generate income. So what people do is they go out and they say, hey, I want the right to be able to sell your stock for this particular right, right? They look at Apple at $200, $250. They believe it, the value is really is really valued at $300. So they'll say, hey, if, if, if Apple drops to $200, they're selling insurance. This is what I was getting mixed up with earlier. They're writing a put option. They're selling insurance. They're, they're the person that is saying, hey, look, I will buy, I will um, give me the right to be able to buy your stock from you, Apple stock from you, if it drops to $200, right, by this particular date. So if the stock doesn't drop, they keep the money. If the stock does drop, they have to buy Apple at $200, which people don't mind because they're saying, I believe it's worth $300 anyway. That concept is called writing a put option, right? So we just went over, we talked about writing a put, which is selling insurance, because somebody on the other end is saying, hey, what if this stock continues to drop? How can I buy some insurance? You know, what if what if I own Google and what if it drops to $500? I don't want it then. So what they're doing is they're buying an insurance policy to say, hey, look, you have to buy Google if it drops below $500, right? If it don't drop below $500, they get to keep their share and they just pay the insurance off to somebody. So this is how a lot of people get rich. They're collecting money. And if the stock does drop into their range, they get to buy it. A little bit advanced level, but that's the concept of writing a put option.
The next thing is, you know, we talked about writing a cover call. If you own 100 shares of Home Depot and the stock is just falling, 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 you can look to say, hey, I will sell you my stock if it goes up to this particular price. And that way, that's a way to collect premium. Um, we talked about buying a call option, the advanced level stuff of just betting on the price in the future. And we talked about shorting stocks. Some people like to short. We talked about buying good stocks that pay dividends and looking at defense stocks. So those are the five ways. I pretty much gave you six. Those are six ways you can um, advance yourself from being able to take advantage of a down market. So let's get back into some of you guys and girls' questions that are live. Okay. Where are we at now? Got a lot of questions in here. Okay. I think I... I'll give me one second. I'm coming back in. Okay. Okay. Give me one second, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to catch everybody. Make sure I don't miss anybody. I got to scroll back up in my comments. Okay, there we go. So Elijah said you were right about it still dropping. Gus. Can it drop even lower? Yes. Yes, it definitely can. The bottom is 1500 Um, I think that's Shandria. Shandria, I'm guessing. I'm sorry if I missed it. Memphis? 10B? TB? What is 10 I think she meant Tennessee. Okay, yeah. I think she meant Memphis. There, there we go. Yeah, she said Tennessee. Okay, Memphis, Tennessee is in the house. Okay. West Palm Beach, Florida. That's where Elijah's from. Great. Greetings from... Los Alamos, California. I've never been there, Gus. Never been there. Probably rolled through it. Thoughts on UVXY. Let's see what UVXY is. UVXY. Okay. All righty. Um, this seems like an inverse ETF. Oh, it's a VIX short. Um. I know it's going up 45% today. It's profiting off of the volatility. Um, not something I'm too keen in on, right? We, Dow Jones is at 19,400 points. Um, I think we, now we're hitting towards the bottom. So, Foo, FU, uh, Foo, I don't know. I'm not sure about the UV. That's off of volatility. That's a pro share off of volatility. Not something I'd be too crazy about. I'm Warren said I lost eight thousand just today along in my investment account. You didn't lose anything. You lost value. It would be like if I went and purchased a house this summer for four hundred thousand dollars, and somebody knocks on my door and say, "Hey man, I buy your house for three hundred thousand. Does that mean I lost a hundred thousand? No. The value has gone down. You don't lose money until you sell. So yes, everybody's investment account is in sucking if if you have a bullish investment account. Elijah, so this is an excellent time to buy to bring those averages down. Okay, Elijah James is saying, I think it's from California, right? Saying it's a great time to buy to average down. So let's say if you brought Boeing at 300 and something dollars, and now it's 120, and you're like, man, this sucks. So what they're saying is that, hey, if you continuously buy shares at a lower price, it's going to bring down your average. So let's say if I, uh, you know, I'm up. Uber owner. I brought Uber at $25 and now I'm down all of this money. So now you can buy it at a lower price to keep averaging in. 
right? So he says it's a great time to average in. You're right. Yavana, while we're being patient, is it a time to study and understand better technical analysis? Uh, technical analysis, I can see only being good right now. If you're someone who's betting for the short term, I think being better with fundamentals would be better in a down economy. So and what I mean by that, technical tells you when to buy. Fundamentals tell you what to buy. I learned that from Charles Payne, if y'all see my last book review. So looking at the technical data, it'll tell you when to buy. It'll tell you when the bottom of the market is. It'll tell you when the top of the market is or whatnot. But studying the fundamentals, the fundamentals are looking at total revenue, looking at balance sheets, looking at income sheets, looking at cash flow sheets. Those are fundamentals. That's going to tell you what to buy. Then you use your technical skills to tell you when to buy it. All right? So that's the way I, I would like to uh, gauge it. So uh, I think better being the fundamental. So when everything is clearing out, while we're being patient, we're dollar cost averaging, we're cracking up on those books, we're looking at Delta, we're looking at Southwestern Airlines, we're looking at Apple, we're looking at Microsoft, we're looking at uh, Google, we're looking at these big companies that are down, and we're making our picks. So when I brought that up, look at airline industry. Yes, it's taking a big hammer and hit. Everybody in the airline industry is down. But you may want to make an investment. You may say, well, I'm looking at Delta, Southwest Airlines, American Airlines, United United, United Airlines or whatever it is, United. So you're looking at all these particular companies. When you're looking at all these particular companies, you have to make a good uh, observation, right? Then this also looking at your technical data and your fundamental. It'll tell you what's next. Everybody know I said what was next in the economy was unemployment and real estate. So now we're seeing unemployment start to crank up a little bit. The secretary of treasury just came out, Mr. Steve Munchen, if I'm saying his name right. He said, uh, the Honorable Steve Munchen, right? He came out and he said uh, he can see if we don't change anything the way we're on, we can see unemployment at 20%. So unemployment is next. Unemployment is next. I can think we can see the demand for real estate is going to start to drop, right? So that's my thing on the Elijah. If AT&T drops to 30, I'm going in deep. <laughs> yes, AT&T is a big dividend paying stock. It doesn't move too much. Dividend It pays a nice dividend, uh, but it doesn't move too much. So I can see that AT&T is a good company. Uh, my thoughts on Gus says, what are my thoughts on BA? Let me see what BA is. Is that Boeing? I don't know what the symbol is. I don't know what Boeing is. Wow. Goodness gracious. Boeing is $93? Man. Woo. Boeing. Yes, in the long term, I can see Boeing doing well. But man, I didn't know it dropped. Man, Boeing dropped off bad. Because people are canceling their orders for uh, what you call it. But I think you're going to get an even better price on Boeing, uh, Gush. Just be patient on that as well. Walk One. What's going on, Walk One? I forgot what Walk One is from. I see your name a lot come up. You said, what do you think about the possibility of Slack as a growing stock in the world post-corona? Let me see what is Slack. Is that is that the stock symbol, Slack? S-L-A-C-K? Okay, there it is. Slack stock, $17 right now. Slack Technologies. Software founded in Vancouver. No. Uh, I wouldn't be interested in Slack right now. 
looking at it, doesn't pass my automatic smell test. Unprofitable company that's getting hammered. No. Revenue of four hundred billion. Having uh oh, I get I get what you're saying. This is a video game. Okay. So it's a video game company. I can see things like woke. I can see woke one. I can see things like uh Zoom, uh, maybe like a Skype. People like that are doing better because people are sitting at home. I see a lot of healthcare people are using Zoom and Skype, video teleconferencing. Companies are using Zoom and Skype and video teleconferencing. So that's the way we got to look at it that way, too. Miss Butterscotch, what's going on? How you doing? She's saying hey to everybody. All right. CVX is making me good money in puts, but my stock in CVS has been getting slaughtered. Everybody's been getting slaughtered. He's making good money from puts, but his stock is getting slaughtered. Welcome to the bear market. When you're in a bull market, it's the exact opposite. Your calls make you money and, and your stocks make you money. Everybody get happy and everybody becomes a genius. But in a put market, in a bear market, everybody's getting slaughtered. Everybody's going to get quiet. Everybody's going to get scared. Um, Gary. Gary says, what are some good dividend stocks to invest in during this downturn? Some good dividend stocks that I know that were doing good, that was pretty financially stable. AT&T. I'm going to give you three. AT&T. I know people get inside of me sound like a broke record. But I like Microsoft. I like Apple. I like AT&T. Uh, who else is out there? Those are the three that come top off my head. I like Walmart during this time frame. It's paying a nice little decent dividend. And I think it's going to be somebody. It's a consumer staple. People would go to Walmart regardless. Right? All right. Kareem, what's going on? If I'm saying that right, Kareem. What's the hottest sector to focus on during the market climate? Now, if you're looking for the rebound, Kareem, it's going to probably be technology, energy, and financials. Those are the ones that got hammered the worst, and those are the ones that were doing the best before. And when you see the bounces that come in the market, you see technology. The sector is technology, uh, energy, and uh, what was the other one I just said? Technology, energy, and ah, why is it slipping my brain right now? Technology, energy, and I can't even think of the other one right now, but I'm sorry. I hope y'all hit the rebound, but <laughs> but those are the two right now. I can't believe it just slipped my brain. I'm getting old. So, yeah, technology, energy, those are going to be the ones that's going to um, hunker down the most. But uh, if you're looking for while while we're in the bad market, it's probably going to be your consumer staples. Right. So uh, consumer staples are going to be a hot one right now. Um, there's a bull market everywhere. I haven't seen a bull market yet. There's a bull market going on. You just got to find it. But uh, while we're down right now, the rebound technology and energy. But while we are in the market right now, it's going to be consumer staples. All right. Huey Ho calling in from Hawaii. What's going on? He said he brought some Boeing stock at $90 a share. Is that a good move? I think Boeing would do a good do good in the future. I mean, I had some friends that just paid three hundred some dollars for that share a month ago. That's crazy. But hey, welcome to the market. So yes, I think Boeing is a good company. It's the largest. It's the second largest government contractor. You know, Boeing they they make airplanes. And guess who's getting hammered the worst right now? It's the airplane industry. Um, another industry. I know um, Kareem just asked. Could be your airline industry. You could look into the airline industry and maybe find some steals on Delta. Find some steals on Southwestern. That company's dropped. I want to say that sector itself has dropped 60% because people are not flying. 
You know, airlines are not going international. People are not flying. Um, you have all type of travel bans going on, so that hurts their bottom line. We got Keith. Keith Reynolds. What's going on, Keith? I'm doing pretty good, Keith. How you doing? Haven't seen you in a while, Keith. Hope you've been doing pretty good. He said his uh <laughs> he said his uh carnival stock is like it's going to zero. Probably is. But uh, it's gonna have a hard time. It's gonna have a hard time. People always been asking me. People been asking me ever since we started the downturn. Oh, I'm going to jump on Carnival. Carnival. I said, wait, wait. And I made a video call why you shouldn't be running the stocks because I felt we had more dropping to do. We got unemployment to hit. We got Carnival. They're going to be hitting some airlines, um, you know. And I think that the president might end up bailing out some of this, bailing out some of these uh, travel industries, just like in the financial crisis industry. Uh, the government bailed out some of the financial companies like J.P. Morgan and the automotive industry. So they might bail out the travel industry. So that could be a nice little bull. But you got some more dropping to do in that industry. Just put it on your watch list and watch it. What is your opinion on Dave and Buster um, play down to $4 a share from from $50? They got some more dropping to do. They got some more drop. I think, woof, man. Four dollars, right? They have some more dropping to do as well. Man, that's ooh. We're gonna be here for a while in the bear market too, ladies and gentlemen. So be patient. Everybody's like, ooh, 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 look at play. Ooh, calm down. Put them on your watch list. Put them to the side. Study the fundamentals because you're gonna see them get slaughtered some more. They'll probably go down to two dollars. You know, wait till all these corporate earnings and this unemployment start to come in. You know, who's playing in Dave and Buster's right now during the coronavirus? Nobody. They're probably closed. Who's going in to go jump in a uh, play with a basketball, shoot a basketball during the coronavirus? Who's going to go in and socially drink? Because I know Dave and Buster's is good for the kids and it turns into an adult thing. But when you're a kid, you know, who's who's going to take their kids to have a birthday party at Dave and Buster's right now? Nobody. You're going to be just like Wesley's birthday, sitting in, a house somewhere saying happy birthday to you. <laughs> You're not going to go to Dave and Buster's and spread Corona or catch Corona. So that's, you know, you're going to get a better price. Um, Norwegian, no, uh, Norwegian cruise line being sued by investors. I own a few shares wondering if it's worth my time. Why are they being sued? You got to do a little bit of research. How much did you pay? How much did you pay for them? Chandra? Am I saying that right? Hope I'm saying that right. I'm horrible with names too. Okay, Elijah's talking to Harvey. Gus, how do people know the market was going to sink? And how did people know the market was going to sink in 2008? Nobody really knows. People have this. People speculate, but nobody truly knows when the market's going to crash. Uh, people look at the bull market, and they just know that it's going to come to an end. You know, some people were looking at certain things, but nobody truly knew. People had some indications, but how we knew it was going to crash when those banks started failing. Banks started falling left and right, and then real estate came. Then the automotive industry came. Then the auto. Then the real estate industry came. So right now you're seeing the the travel industry, the transportation industry is going to have a huge downfall, and then uh, you're probably going to see real estate. I think real estate is coming too. How you doing, Miss Butterworth? Woke one. I was able to move my TSP. Into the G fund in February 26th when the S and P was at three 
Oh, the S&P was at 3,100. Can't screen, can't wait to screen back in. That's good. So he cut off some of the losses. He moved his TSP fund to the G fund. What he's talking about is mostly the government employees. The TSP, he moved it probably from the C fund to the G fund. I didn't move it. You know, I just stayed there. Um, some people, that's the way they cut their losses. They moved to the G fund to hold it there for a while. And then they want to jump back in once the market starts to take off. That's a good way to cut some of your losses. But that's something I didn't do. All I'm going to do is just up my contributions. That's good on you, Wolf One. Nike. Nike got some dropping to do. You know, Nike, put it on your watch list. It has some more dropping to do as well. Good company, um, but it's going to have some more time to. Consumer discretionary. Oh, my gosh. These lights are killing me now. Uh, consumer discretionary will bounce back fast. The fastest? You think so? I think technology is going to bounce back the fastest, James. Miss Tamika, what's going on? She's calling in from Atlanta. Well, she's typing in from Atlanta, I mean to say. Should I turn back on my, um, you guys and girls want to call in? I could do that. I used to have people call in back in the day. But I used to get a lot of trolls call in, but I may turn it on. Uh, Greetings from Atlanta. I really like Beyond Me. They all have the X, the X's against them. I think I may ride with them. They all have the X's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Beyond Meat was a hot, hot, uh, commodity. Just a couple, it was a hot IPO. I want to say last year, the year before last, hot IPO, Beyond Meat. And, um, Beyond Meat, of course, they're getting beat up too. Everybody's getting beat up, but she's saying that she may ride out with them. But they might be a good one. I don't know a lot about Beyond Meat. Wasn't, I don't like IPOs. I don't, you know, I don't, I wait till a company, you know, when Uber came out, I wait till they fall and collapse, wait till their earnings report come out. Then once they earn a because you know when you buy IPO, people are really just buying the name and the hype. You're like, oh, beyond me, I had some of that last week. That's a good company. They're gonna take over the world. And everybody just jump into it. I wait till I see the finances come out. Once those quarterly reports come out, then I can like, okay, this is a pretty good company financially, right? And usually that kind of washes all of the BS out. Also, too, that gets me past that lockdown period, uh, lockup period. And what a lockup period is, if you like take Robinhood, who's trying to come to the market, right? Initial investors in, in Robinhood, when the company goes public, they just can't sell their shares right away for a profit. They have to wait for at least 90 days or 180 days or whatnot. And as soon as that 90 days is up, everybody sell because they was able to get Uber for $5, right? Now that Uber's for $5 and they see these companies run up, uh, now that Uber is $5 and when it goes to the market for 40 all of those initial people love to get out at one time. And it's usually right out of that lockup period. Because if you was an initial investor, you can't, you got to hold it until after the lockup period. And when everybody gets to selling all those shares at one time, it causes it causes the stock to drop. When the earnings report come out and everybody kind of find out you ain't what you really thought you were, all those companies start to drop. That's why, um, that's when I like to get into companies. Okay, okay. Oh, goodness. Okay. Global World Films and TV. Your TN supporters are tuned in. I appreciate it. TN. I appreciate it, Global World and Films. I definitely appreciate your opportunity. Okay, we got my oh, that's my good friend there, Mark. He said good day to people. Mark Wingo from Atlanta. I appreciate that. Mark coming in from Facebook. I definitely appreciate it. Would you buy Facebook? That's an easy no. Nothing personal. 
Um, no. Mark says, you say the bottom is at 15K. That's the absolute bottom. That's the absolute bottom. But I think we're going to be bouncing on between 15 to 18. You know, maybe that's 16 to 17, maybe the realistic bottom. But if we get below 15, Mark, I'll be kind of worried. <laughs> but hopefully we don't. Um, but, you know, if we get there, I'm ready either way. Either way. So now we get into that buy zone from 15 to 18. Brandon, that's what I'm, what's going on, Brandon Harrington. Man, I DM you, you DM me back. What type of crap is that, Brandon? He said, hey, hey, from Japan, big fan of yours. What's going on, Brandon? I met Brandon years ago in Hawaii. Haven't seen him in a while. And, uh, you know, I saw you on Instagram, all out there in Japan, living a good life. So, you know, uh, glad to see you doing well. And I definitely appreciate you, Brandon, being supporting me on the low for a long time. Um, you, you, you've been around for a while. I definitely appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Uh, we got Esther B. Thanks for keeping it real about Nokia. Greetings from Mexico. I can't even say the name. I'm not even going to try to say the name. It's Guadalajara, Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. All right. Keeping it real on. Uh, yeah. Bronx, New York. You know, I was just up in New York. I did a book signing in New York City uh, in October at Barnes & Noble. I was at Barnes & Noble, uh, the big one, whatever the big one, Union Station. I was at Union Station, Barnes & Noble in October. Uh, did a book signing there, you know. May go back there. That's they have me back. May go back there. So, and if I do go back to New York, y'all should come check me out. I love to meet some of you guys and girls live or whatnot. Is Nike a good buy right now? No. Wait, Mark. Great advice. Appreciate it, man. That means a lot, man. You know, Mark has been in the financial industry for a, a long time, and he sees a lot of stuff on social media. He was. He was in this game before social media came along, so it means a lot when, you know, when an uh, elder statesman come in and say, Prince, man, you know, you're giving out some great advice. I definitely appreciate that from my uh, peers. Appreciate that, Mark. Uh, oh, hey, Miss Galen. She says, if shares that I own goes to zero, I'm still okay because I own the share, and when it goes back up, I'm winning again, right? Need to, oh, new to this. And light bulb just came on. Galen, now you got to look at what type of... I think you're from Atlanta, right? Am I right, Galen? But Galen, what type of stocks are you owning right now that you're worried about that going to zero? So Galen, don't look at the... Looking at the price is not investing. Looking at the price of a company is not investing. First, look at the finances of the company. Once you look at the finances and use... You know, look at the financials. Um, I'm studying 10Ks and 10 kilos. I'm becoming better at them. And it's like looking at your own money. Imagine if you had me and you had John that want to borrow money. The first thing you'll wonder is, hmm, so him and his wife works. They make about $100,000 a year. Uh, but they only own, their house is paid for, their car is paid for. So after their bills, they make about, they, they have about $80,000 a year. They're not fancy people, so they keep a lot of money. So people look at that stuff, right? So that's what you have to look at. You have to look at total revenue. How much total revenue? Look at the balance sheet. How much total revenue the companies? Or look at the income statement. How much money the company is bringing in? Once the company is bringing in, look at their operational expenses. Because it's not about what you're bringing in. It's about what you're keeping. So now look at their operational expenses. Now look at their assets versus their liabilities to come up with a network. So if you got a $1 company that is worth a billion dollars, then you know that you might be in a good situation. You'd be a little bit more confident. I'm not worried about Microsoft or Amazon or uh, Apple going to zero. 
but I am worried about Uber going to zero. <laughs> For obvious reasons, Uber is not a profitable company, right? So look at it that way. All right. Look at those finances. Don't look at those prices. Ivan said, wait till the bottom hits, y'all. This is just starting. That's what she says. But you can't say that. Yesterday, people were hitting me up like, Prince, this is the time to buy a call, right? This is the time to buy. This is the bottom because we went up a 1,000 points. No. Ivan, nothing is a buy, maybe a position. That's pretty good. pretty good synopsis there, Ivan. What are your thoughts on Visa? Visa, whoo, I like Visa. Visa is owned by Berkshire Hathaway. They were not owned by, no, Visa, no, it's not. Berkshire Hathaway has American Express. Um, I'm not for, you know, I'm more keen in on, on American Express than I am Visa, but I haven't done a whole lot of research to it on Visa, but people will use credit cards. Uh, people actually use more credit cards because they'll be sitting at home. Um, I won't, I don't know. People will spend, and as people are trying to get by through their day and they're not getting paid, you'll actually see consumer debt go up. Household debt will go up because people are trying to, you know, uh, they may be putting money to the side for rent. They may not be getting paid. Let's say if you was an Uber driver, not that many people are catching Ubers now. So let's say you may be looking for, you know, you may be using a credit card or using a little debt to get by to the other side. So Visa could be all right. She said not Zoom, ZM. Verizon. BZ is Verizon. BZ is Verizon. This is what Ivan is commenting. Al Al says airlines will make a comeback. Yes, they will. People will start back flying. Um, look how many conferences are getting cut. Look how many meetings are getting cut that people are throwing away. So they will, they will be back. You're right. I will agree on that. Robert Evans. I work for Boeing that devastated. Devastated that devastated in Wichita's. That they visited. I don't know what that word means. I got to look that up. I sound kind of stupid. In Wichita's, Kansas. And it's now Spirit, SPR. And I'm making, and I'm taking the buyout retirement, rollover Boeing lump sum into. I don't know. You got to break that down a little bit more for me, Robert. Calling, uh, he's calling from Wichita, Kansas. I'm knowing he's saying he worked for Boeing. And it's now Sprint Aerospace, SPR. And I'm taking the buyout retirement. And he's rolling it into an, a Boeing lump sum. Oh, okay. I think you're saying that you used to work for Boeing. And and it turned it changed its name to SPR. And you're taking the buyout retirement. Like you're going to take a lump, what it's sounding like. And you're going to roll it into Boeing into a lump sum. Am I correct on that, Robert? Mark. Oh, Wingo Financials. I think that's what you meant to say there. Okay. Am I am I right on that, uh, Robert? Irvine, California. Disney and Nike are down. Should I hold or should I buy now? Um, if you already own it, hold. Give it about, I said, until May before you buy. Give it a little bit. Give about a month or two before you buy. You're going to get a better price. He said, I dumped my Exxon Mobil. Am I too late? Uh, that's XOM. I never was into the uh, oil company. Maybe you cut your losses and got out of there. I never was into them. I, I don't see the world evolving around oil. When America started fracking, meaning we can go out in the middle of the ocean and get oil, that changed the game. Now you got all these people arguing, arguing about who's going to pump the most oil. And every piece of equipment that comes out, they're trying to use less and less oil, less and less. So 
that's a simplistic way of thinking. I don't like that industry. Okay. Uh, Chuckles Chill. Chuckles, I think he said his name is Chuckles. He said, what about CH? I think that sounds like Chesapeake Energy. Let me look it up. And I was right. <laughs> wow. Man. Chesapeake Energy is down to 17 cents? Are you? Wow. No. I wouldn't get into it just because it's a penny stock now. It was three dollars because it's unprofitable. Don't pay dividends. I ain't got time for it. I would look at somebody else in the energy sector. I would find somebody that's profitable. I would start with the big dogs in the energy sector and work my way down. Man, that is uh, crazy. Then. Picasso, is it possible on TD Ameritrade to set up a stop limit that will buy a particular share price that I set? Yes, that is very possible. That's called a limit order. You can place a limit order, and I'm pretty sure um, I have tons of videos here on YouTube. Uh, well, not here on YouTube, but on YouTube, and I'm pretty sure I shared them on E-Trade. That shows you step-by-step step how to place a limit order, how to do a stop order, trailing stop, all that stuff. But people out there that don't know what a limit order is, a limit order is telling, let's say Microsoft is, I keep saying the same thing, Microsoft is $140. You want to say, well, if Microsoft hits $135 within the next 30 days, buy it. Yes, you can do that. You can do that with a, that's called a limit order on TD Ameritrade. And you also can tell it when to sell, too. Oh, you're right, Galen. Yeah, I only got 36 people in the chat. Well, now it's 46, what I'm seeing now, Galen. And only, uh, um, yeah, only six likes. Why well, y'all not hitting the like button? Y'all ain't like what I'm saying? I know y'all got to be liking what I'm saying. So, GM, so y'all hit the thumbs up button for the people that's coming in. And if you like the content, GM Chess, you gave it a thumbs up. Appreciate it. Hold Disney. Tech Nine said, can I, Tech Nine, <laughs> should I hold, should I sell or hold Disney? You should be holding Disney. Why would you sell it for a loss? You weren't thinking about selling it when Disney Plus came out and the stock ran up. If you want to sell it, if you get away from the emotions, now it's 50-something people in here. So Disney, get away from the emotions of trying to sell Disney because when Disney was doing great and when Disney Plus came out and Disney stock ran up, you was a genius. Now that it's going down, you're like, oh, I don't know. No, it's the opposite. You should be looking to purchase more Disney. Should have been selling it back when it was going up at a high. But if you were so confident back then, what would make you lose confidence? What has made you lose confidence from Disney? Because they're going through a hard time? <coughs> That's one of the top five brands in, in the world. If you want to give it away, give it away to me. I'll take it, Tech Now. Kevin, Mr. Prince, making me sound like I'm an old man. <laughs> Mr. Prince, I'm looking at Apple. APPL, I'm looking at Microsoft, MSFT, and I'm looking at Berkshire, BRBB, BRK.B. Uh, and I noticed those companies, these companies' worst lows in 2009s don't even compare to their lows we are seeing. Why should I invest into these companies? Um, I'm looking at, for people that are coming in and saying, hey, Prince, uh, Kevin, give me your thought process on why you're looking to invest. So he's saying, Prince, um, I know that you are 
big person on Apple, Microsoft, Berkshire. I forgot what my other company was. Uh, Apple, Microsoft, Berkshire, and Google. That was my companies. And he's saying that, hey, why should I want to invest into them? I noticed these companies' worst lows in 2009s. Don't even compare to those lows we are seeing. Why should I invest into these companies? Uh, they have some more dropping to do. Um, these companies are going to drop more and move more into your price range, right? Um, I think their lows were about 98. I'm not saying buy them today right now, but those are the ones I'm putting on my watch list. If I was to buy more of, I own all those companies. And if I was there somewhere in either one of my portfolios and I was to buy more of those companies, I would buy more of them um, when they hit more lows. You know, the reason why is Apple, all those companies you're just naming, all those companies are valued that has a market capitalization of about a trillion, right? Number two, these companies have withstood the time. They've been through 2008. They've been through, they've been through plenty of recessions. They have a large amount of, Berkshire has $128 billion in cash. Microsoft, over $100 billion in cash. Apple, over $100 billion in cash. I would take that any day over Chesapeake Energy or Dave & Buster's or a company that's $4 or whatnot. I think they're big, they're strong, they're sturdy, they're going through a hard time. Their prices have dropped, and they will be back in the future. Five years from now, 10 years from now, I believe Microsoft and Apple and Berkshire Hathaway will be there. Just off of the money, they just if you just put your cash in a savings account and got 1%, if you got 1% on a savings account, you're going to make millions off of your cash. So the company is making millions just off of a, safe, off of a possible savings account, right? So I'm more concerned, not concerned, but I'm, I'm a little bit more, it's less riskier for me to buy into those companies while they're on sale versus jumping to some of these companies you've seen people mention, these non-profitable penny stocks to take a risk on in the future. Wouldn't be me. That's my thought, Kevin. Elijah James, what do you say is a decent amount of money to start with in my investment account? How much money you got, Elijah? Right, it all depends on your whole financial picture, right? I can say you start at least as small as five hundred dollars. Max B, it's time you put a course together, Prince. <laughs> what y'all think? Y'all think I should put a course together? It probably is. All right, let me get through the rest of these questions real quick. Yes, Atlanta, I have a four hundred one k only and will buy. Okay, thank you. And up, you know, Galen out there in Atlanta, look at upping your uh, contributions. And now you put more money in your 401k. See what your 401k, where's your money going? Every company must at least offer a conservative, a medium, or a low. So that's one of the things I want you guys and girls to look at, too. Got it now, thanks. Okay. Robert says, I literally just opened an E-Trade account today. Best tips to throw my money into. Robert, I will say first, that's a pretty funny uh, picture you got there, Robert. That's a pretty nice smile. <laughs> pretty aggressive smile, I would say. But, uh, Robert, um, I would say, like I'm going to tell everybody else, start off with the index. If you're new to investing, don't jump in here and try to buy all these penny stocks and wild stuff. And Start off slow and small with a small, small little index like an IVV, SWPPX, a VU, VOO, depending on, that's the S&P 500 index, and then slowly build your way up to tailor yourself so first find out what your number is i don't want to get into that but you got to find out what your number is but i start off with the index max b said i should start a book club i should right one of those they're coming uh robert i'm retiring from spirit 
Y'all give me one second. Let me go hook my battery up because I see that I just got the low battery signal. So this is going a little bit longer. I mean, what question I got? Yeah, I got a good bit of questions. So let me hook my battery up and let me come back. All right, one second. All right. One second. Alrighty. All right, I'm back. So Robert said he's retiring from SPCR Spirit, right? Used to be Boeing. He sold out of Wichita. Spirit still builds the same product. That's in trouble now. Okay. Okay, well, you're looking to retire. Are you looking to roll that money over into Boeing's, what you was asking earlier? Make sure I got it. So we're back. Keisha says ENPH. ENPH. I'm guessing that's a stock symbol. Okay, let's see what that is. Okay, it's another energy company. All right. So, hmm. 52 week low of $8. It's down right now, so with everybody else. I can't really say on that one. But it passes my smell test in the beginning. It's a more profitable company. I would look at that one more than I would look into the whole uh, Chesapeake, right? Mr. Lawman, what's going on? What do you think about HAL? HAL. Okay. You already know what I'm going to say no. High dividend. It was at $32. Now it's at $4. I don't even know about this company. Let's see what it is. Oh, it's a drilling gas well company. Um, No, I would probably be more keyed into, even though it has a nice dividend yield, I would be more keyed into the other things to see how it goes. What is your opinion on Reese? Like, oh, BRT with a pretty good dividend. I like Reese overall. 
Um, I just text Mr. Brad Thomas from Forbes Real Estate Reach Trust. I don't know if you know who he is, but um, he's been on the show before. I want him to come on and talk about real estate and REITs. So um, I think that could be a nice market, you know, whatnot. Chuckle said, thank you for the info on CHK Chesapeake Energy. You are great. <laughs> Thanks, man. Anytime, anytime. KPTI. Is this another energy stock company? Mm -hmm. Okay. Looks like a struggle bus to me. Not doing, you know, of course it's doing pretty bad right now, but we'll see. Don't like that one. Okay, so the three sectors you mentioned earlier were energy, technology, and financial. That's what it was. Financials. Financial was the one you couldn't think of. You're awesome. Thanks. Appreciate it. That's what I was saying. Technology, energy, and financial. It was financial. That was the other industry. The banks. Catching the end of the live. Looking forward to the playback. Thank you. What's going on, Miss Amber? Out there in Philly, I believe. All right. The XPXX paid off well today, Miss Amber. Um, let's see what the Dow Jones is at now. We're getting ready. The market's getting ready to close. Let's see what we got right now. Wow. Now we are almost down to 18,000. We're down to 19,101. This is the day the market will rebound. Sierra Papa X-Ray Lima. We're down 2,136 points today. We're going to see a little bump tomorrow. This is a way you can make about 5 to 10%. SPXL, bullish leverage ETF. Catch that little bump up tomorrow. Wow, man. Elijah said, Prince, you are the man. This is basically an educational course that you're giving us every day. Excellent content. Thank you. Guys, I'm locked in the house due to the coronavirus, so I might as well give you guys a course, right? <laughs> Keisha, goodness, she's asking me about every... Let me come back to those. <laughs> let me come back to... Let me ask everybody this question. I know they're waiting. Thoughts on Blackstone Mortgage Trust? Not the mortgage rates cut. BXMT. That's what Tech9 is asking. Let me get back into this. I brought some IBL, Dell, HPQ to hold and and Beef, I think you're buying too soon. I think you're buying too soon. Miss Brother Sky said yes to the course. I guess, you know, that's what y'all want. Y'all telling me to create a course. I guess I have to create a course, right? Robert, he said yes. Okay. I wouldn't. Robert, how old are you? Do you? How old are you? I don't want to. Why would you want to be in stocks? Why wouldn't you dump all your stocks? Why do you want to retire and dump all your stocks into uh, Boeing? That's That's a very risky. Jason, what's going on? Got Mr. Jason Borney in the house. Hey, bro, any advice on TSP? Uh, right now, if you haven't, put everything in a G fund or the F fund. Oh, not F, G. Put it in a G fund and wait. Right? Put everything in the G fund. Wait as we close, if we get closer to the bottom, as we start to rebound, slide back over to the CNS. She said, yes, I want to hear more about the Reese. Okay. IBIO, what do you think the only positive stock on my watch list? 
I think that's the one that's kind of doing the coronavirus. Uh, what you call it? Pharmaceutical? No. Those companies, they come, they jump up. If they kind of come up with a thing, then they jump back down. Pharmaceuticals is a no for me. The two, I don't know which ones to pick. They want to jump up. As soon as they get a patent, then it'll fall off in the future. Not something I'm really interested in doing. Unless it was something very short-term day trader type stuff. Robert said, absolutely excellent content. Thank you, sir. Anytime. Brandon. Brandon um, out of, I think this is Brandon. Is this, no, this, this is another Brandon. Okay, Brandon, what's going on? Would you prefer E-Trade or Robinhood? E-Trade. Y'all just seen what happened to Robinhood? Robinhood is just an app with free trade. So is E-Trade. Robinhood is just a, you know, no. I can't contract an S&P 500 to a stock. Robinhood doesn't have a dividend reinvestment program. So hands down, E-Trade. Robert said he's 65 out of Wichita, Kansas. Robert, if you're 65 out of Wichita, Kansas, why would you sell all of your spirit stock and jump into Boeing? Do you need that cash or is it just money to play around and invest with? This is something you could possibly use that money to pay off a house. You may be, I'm thinking you're older, you might be retired, getting ready to retire or something like that. Uh, I don't know why you want to play into the market. Help me understand that. Elijah James, how can I donate to the channel to support? With this information you are giving, you should have 10,000 people watching. <laughs> uh, I know people always want to donate to the channel. You don't have to donate to the channel. What I tell people to do is buy my book series. I have a book series called Wesley Learns, titled Behind My Now. He just turned nine, nine-year-old son. Uh, the first book was Wesley Learns to Invest. Second book was Wesley Learns About Credit. Third book was Wesley Learns About Insurance. So when you get those things, you turn around and you sell those. I mean, you know, that's why I'd rather you buy those to support that way, you know, um, because that goes to my foundation, the Global Children Financial Literacy Foundation. And uh, some goes to the Boys and Girls Club, the Denver Broncos Boys and Girls Club, thanks to NFL Hall of Famer Terrell Davis for supporting that. And, um, yeah, do it that way. I'd rather people just support me by buying. All right. I agree, Elijah. Yeah. She said, yes, good books, too. Thank you for Miss Butterworth for buying the books. Appreciate that. So buy the books. If you already got them, give them to a kid. Donate them to a child. If you already read them, give them to another child. Give them to your children, your nieces, your nephews, your grandchildren, your cousins, too. All the good stuff. All right? Uh, Miss Butterworth said, I need to go back and buy more and get my nieces and nephews. There you go. See, that's what I'm talking about. Nieces, nephews, goddaughters. Spread that out to the kids so they can learn things. Things that you're learning at the age of in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s, 50s and 60s. You can be passing that information down to the children. So by people purchasing those books, that's what helped me grow. Right? That's what helped me get into Barnes & Noble. I'm independent. So that's what helps me uh, write book four. Uh, that I want to put out next year. That's what helps me write book four. That's what keeps everything going. That's what had me do book signings, all of the good stuff. So um, I'm not a football player. I'm not a basketball player. I'm not a comedian. I'm not a entertainer, actor, or something like that or whatnot. So it's hard to get. You got to build your own traction. You got to build your own thing, you know. Um, if I was a, uh, I don't know, a basketball, if I played for the Denver Nuggets and I did the same thing, gonna be everybody would tune in, right? But I had to start from the bottom. I'm not six foot five and could jump through the ceiling. So, hey, hats off to the guys that do. A lot of them been on the show. You got to use what you got. So, but I do got a brain. So I got to use my brain. All right. 
Okay, thanks. I think I got through them all. So, but anyway, we've been on this live too long. The market's getting ready to close. I got to make some quick moves. Got to make some money doing a bad market information I just gave you guys and girls. But I'm going to go back. I'm going to take that section out and replay it. Five ways to make money doing a bear market. Make that his own video. But thank you guys and girls for catching this live and the people that catch this playback. Appreciate the tremendous support. Um, help me get to 30,000 subscribers. That's my next goal. Get to 30,000 subscribers. So hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. And if you have not subscribed to us on Instagram, Facebook, and you like you like these videos, and you like this content, and you like to listen to it. Go on out and um, on, if you got iTunes, if you got Google Play, if you got Stitcher Radio, Amazon Music, go get it and download it and follow it. iHeartRadio, download it, right? And get your coworkers and do the same thing, <laughs> and get your cousins and them do the same thing, right? Thank you, Prince. All right, thank you to Miss Butterworth. Brandon said. Hi, same Brandon from Hawaii, bro. I just had to switch my platforms. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> Brandon, what's going on, man? I didn't know if that was you. I saw you on Facebook. I'm like, is this the same one? But, hey, man, I appreciate that. I uh, appreciate the support. I'm still here out here in Denver, Colorado. So for anybody that wants to support, anybody that wants to support the channel, you don't have to hit the donate button. If you want to, you can. But I'd much rather you go support the Children's Book Series. You can download an audio book. Which is probably like ninety nine cent or two dollars or something like that. You can get an ebook, an audio book, or you can get a paperback, a hardcover. And if you want pictures, you want me to post the pictures up, I will do that. All the good stuff. But that's the way to support me to keep me going. I'm not a charity case. I'm not hungry out here. I don't need anybody to donate to me. I'm um, I'm doing all right in life. But if you want to support me, you want to donate. That's the way you can do it. Brandon said, I would definitely buy your book series for my nephew. Man, I, pre I appreciate that, man, you know. Like I put up that Jordan crying meme. That's me right there. <laughs> I appreciate that. And then the last book, you know, thanks to NFL Hall of Fame and Terrell Davis. He is a character in my third book. We launched it together last year. So you guys go out and do it. So you guys go out and support it. So uh, great books. It's the world's first children's book on credit, investing, and insurance. Whole series right there. Appreciate it. She said, this is why you will. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, everybody. I'm going to get out of here. I've been out of here too long. And I appreciate everybody out there. Uh, happy investing. Stay calm. Stay put. Uh, and we'll get through this book, right? So, okay. All right. Thank you, guys and girls. Appreciate it. Until the next video, podcast, cartoon, or whatever else crazy you see me do around the globe. Peace. Be safe. I'm out. Thank you.